11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, March 18th, uh, Hal came in hot with a no-call, no-show. No idea where he is. Hal, if you're listening to this, I hope you're safe. Um, and, yeah, just send out a flare. Let us know you're okay. But uh, with us today, we got Cooner. Cooner's back in the building. Fan uh-huh. favorite. And uh, making his podcast debut, Jake Murtha, new guy on uh, on board. He's been crushing the blog game lately. Um, I've been getting kind of fucked up and going on Morning Skate and just reading the blogs that we have going on. And I will say, Murtha, Murtha brings some serious heat. So it's nice to have you here, man. Good to be on, man. Thanks Thank for having me. Fucking eight rights, no worries about that at all. Before we get into it, I just wanted to uh, say the, the morning skate team is now one and zero. We wore our morning skate colors and we took over a three on three tournament the day after St. Patrick's Day. Um, it was a th- yeah, like I said, three on three. Our first game, we only had four guys because everybody else overslept because they were too hungover from St. Patrick's Day. One of the kids had to have his dad drive him to the game. So if that's not um, if, that, if that's not commitment, I don't know what it is. So shout out to us, shout out to me, shout out to our goalie. Uh, great that time. The house had dad drop you off. Yeah, pretty much, dude. In the fi- <laughs> in the finals, we beat a team that had like an RPI guy, a UNH guy, and Pierre Luc Latorno LeBlanc. If you don't know who that is, he put up 400 pins for the Albany Devils a couple years ago. So, no big deal, kind of a big deal. Um, but having said that, we're we're gonna dance. We're gonna move right into NHL in the news. Play the music. All right, NHL in the news jam packed. Uh, We'll get it going. OV scored a 600th goal this week. Uh, pretty fucking bananas. Not many people know this. In high school, I wore eight, and then I wore pretty much everything that had an eight in it. Eight, 18, 28, and I ended up with 38. I love the guy. He was cool growing up because he wasn't like your typical hockey player, you know? Like, the guy could rifle a puck, dangle, and he could run you over. He, you know... We didn't really. I I didn't get to really see that much of Lindros because by the time I could really remember, he was, you know, his... His brain was scrambled egg. So it was nice to see a new power forward come in. Love Ovechkin, 600 goals, quite the milestone. What do you guys have on this? Uh, You take it, buddy. Go ahead. All right, thanks. It's insane. I mean, I've been watching him. I fucking hated everything about the guy, but I got to respect it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being a Pens fan, I've watched him score a good amount of those 600 goals against me, putting me down, but hell of a feat. Yeah, it's pretty fucking yeah, pretty insane, you, especially man. as a Pens fan. Like, <laughs> I think Crosby's kind of won the war there with Cups. But uh, Cooner, what do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, sticking in the same division, being a Rangers guy, you see OB more than you'd like to. So, from, like as much as you want to have that like rivalry, you know, which I think it is between Rangers and Caps, not so much now, but it was. Um, it's great, dude. I've been really happy to like be able to see him as much as we have been. I'm glad he doesn't like play out west or something. Like I'm. Like we don't see, I don't see McDavid that much, you know. So it's kind of good to be able to see OV. And I, I think um, the biggest takeaway that I get from that guy that I actually, my favorite thing about him, that guy loves hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, whether it's his 600th goal or his 50th, he is like fist pumping down to his knees, like pounding the ice, jumping into the, like he loves to play hockey. Like. Been in the league this long, absolute monster goals. Dude loves, loves it. Like it's a, like it's a fucking twelve year old skate for him. Dude, it's got to be so cool to have like a team like a really good player that shows emotion. Cause like Rick Nash would battle with like narcolepsy after he scored a goal. Like he would just kind of like fall asleep in the corner. And he's like, am I supposed to be pumped up right now? Or and you're right, Ov. Like when he fist bumps, he almost breaks his hand. He's got a fucking hell of a one timer on the uh, the old power play there. Pretty much just you know you run like an overload an umbrella. No, you run the Ovechkin power play where you just kind of everybody go to one side, slide everybody over, swing it over to him, and let the grown man rip. And they know that they're doing that, and the guy still scores. 
Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Mariano Rivera, but in hockey. Like Rivera was just throwing cutter after yes. cutter after cutter, and it's Ovechkin just firing slap shot, slap shot, slap shot. No, nobody knows what to do because I mean, you could pay me pretty much all the money in the world. I'm not blocking that. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Fuck that noise. But congrats, congrats to the grade eight. That's pretty sweet. Uh, moving on. Vander Kane scored a hat trick. He actually scored four goals for the Sharks the other night. Uh, he had a picture, I think it was with, like, Pavelski and Burns, which is kind of a weird tandem. Uh, so far in nine games played, he has five goals, five assists. So my question for you, do you guys think he's a good good fit over in San Jose? We kind of dabbled on this a little bit. Apparently he's not the greatest locker room guy, uh, but I think the Sharks kind of run a tight-knit ship where it's like you don't really battle against Joe Thornton or, like, Brent Burns. And not only that, like, I feel like they're not hard guys to, like, get along with. I feel like they're just kind of, like, anybody could go out with them and have a fucking great time. So, Vander Kane with the Sharks, I think, could be quite the sleeper come playoff time. What do you guys got on this? Jake, take it away. Uh, yeah, I'm all in on it, man. Dude's killing it, playing on a line with Pavelski and Hansen. Uh, I, I can't believe that he's doing so well after being ripped off Jack Eichel's line and then just, like, sent over San Jose. The only reason that he couldn't have done this while he was in Buffalo, but seems to be working. No, for sure. Cooner. Um, so, I'm pretty sure he was, like, 20 goals, 20 assists right around there when he left Buffalo, something like that, which, if you ask me, that's actually kind of good. So, um, I think the whole, like, locker room guy thing, I mean, man... I don't know. Like, maybe it's just because he's been on some shit teams. Like what? He started with Atlanta, right? Like he he like just started with them. Did he ever hear? Did he play when it was Atlanta? Yeah, because he I knocked he he, no, he knocked out Matt Cook. I'm pretty sure he was a thrasher when he did that. Yep, <laughs> yep. And then like he like moved to Winnipeg. Like they weren't really that good. And then he gets moved to Buffalo. Like man, maybe the guy just fucking hates losing, and he just has a shit attitude. Which I'm not saying that's head, but I mean. Well, Trying to remember the picture, like he was with a couple guys, right? He had like the four pucks he was holding them. Yeah, it was with like, Burns and uh, Pavelski, I think. Was he? Okay, so this is my thing: is like, I feel like if he's a douchebag teammate, they don't like that, right? Like, I don't know. Like, if it's me, I'm not like snapping photos with a guy that I don't really like to put on social media because I think it's good for our team. I'm just kind of like stay away from the guy because like I don't want to start shit in the locker room type of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think that he. As weird as this, I think he's actually underrated, Evander Kane. He, sure. to me, I'm just using an example. He kind of reminds me of Chris Kreider. Like, just wheels, man. The guy, neutral zone, just go, send him. Yeah, he fucking grinds. He's, a, he's, he's perfect for West Coast hockey in the playoffs. We haven't seen Evander Kane in the playoffs. I, man, I'm going to definitely eat my fucking words and someone's good, but I feel <laughs> like he's going to crush it in the fucking playoffs. I feel like in the playoffs, <laughs> He is going to go bang. You remember when he fought fucking Petrovic like three times? Yeah, in one game, Wasn't right? that Petrovic? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and he fucking won all three fights. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I don't know. I like him. I think I think that's, like, they lost Marlowe. They make up for it with Kane. And Kane, I think Kane's better than Marlowe. Like, I, did, I really do. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, he's a great he's player. Tougher, at least, which is good for the playoffs. Not for sure. Great player, hell of a jawline. Uh, North-South player, power <laughs> forward. Does everything that you kind of want him to. Yeah, just, I mean, I think you're right. I think when you're on a losing team, as shitty as it sounds, it's kind of like all about yourself. And now he's on a team where he's actually part of a team. So watch out, man. Watch out for Evander Kane. Um, all right, next. And real quick. Sorry. Okay, no, take it. Take right. it. Two seconds. I'm just trying to think, like, the teams that he was on, I'll just say Winnipeg, not Atlanta, and then Buffalo. What real leadership were on those teams? At that like point. Real, like, I'm, I'm trying to think. And he's fairly young still. Like, Kane's, what, 20, between 26, 28, probably 25, 28, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's still a younger player, especially a guy that hasn't played playoffs. Maybe he just didn't have leadership, man. Sometimes you need that. Pavelski, Thornton, like, those guys have been there, done that, made the, the Stanley Cup final, shit like that, so... No, I, you know what? That's a good point, man, because I think back when he was on the Jets, if you look at who's been on that team for a while, Shifley, Wheeler, Bufflin, those would be your, like, your big three, right? But that was a couple years ago. They're a little bit younger. If you have Dustin Bufflin yell at you, like normally I would just cower and say whatever because he's just like he's big daddy buff. But, I mean, Kane probably has a chip on his shoulder, probably told him to eat a couple cheeseburgers. 
probably don't see Shifley really talking that much in the locker room. I mean, I, I'm not in that locker room. I know nothing really about the Jets. And then you got Blake Wheeler, who's always just kind of been like, I mean, he's been lighting it up this year, but I always thought he was kind of like an outcast. Like, when he made the USA teams, I was like, why the fuck is this guy on the team? And, like, now I kind of get that. But at those points, I was like, what's really going on there? Now, like I said, you have Joe Thornton. Nobody's going to fucking talk shit to Joe Thornton, dude. That guy just wants to be friends. Like, that guy just wants to hang out and have a good time. Yeah, 100%. So, you may be onto something there. Watch out for Vander Kane. Uh, moving on, this this is probably my favorite topic of the day. Uh, Patrick Lina uses a new stick for every single power play. This year, he has 18 goals, and the Winnipeg Jets have had 241 power play opportunities, which means he's been out there for 241 shifts because Patrick Lina is going to be on PP1. He's used 241 different sticks on the power play because he thinks that uh, the flex and the whip, you know, it, it goes throughout the course of the game. That's fucking bananas. 241 sticks. That's fucking crazy. If I break one stick in a beer league game, I'm on the fucking watch for two weeks because I can't afford anything, and I'm just staring at a wooden stick in my room being like, am I really about to show up with this? Oh, wait, never mind. I have an M1 from from back when I was, like, 16 years old. No, I'll just keep the wooden sticks. Nobody wants to be caught with a mission stick. So what do you guys have on this? This is fucking bananas. All right. When I first when I first heard this story, I I couldn't fucking believe it. Because two hundred forty-one, three hundred dollars a stick is seventy-two thousand dollars. <laughs> he's not—he's not even through with the season yet. That's Trump like, change. There's no reason that he's—he's he's spending like somebody's entire salary on them. just sticks. Crazy. It's. A- I, I mean, I, I guess if you have it, if if the people are offering you that, you can't really say no, right? I mean, I don't know if he's – he's probably not buying them either, right? It'd probably be Winnipeg Jets. Probably was the Jets up until about 100 sticks, and they're like, listen, Lina, we got to kind of figure this shit out, dude. If you I don't think you say a word to him about it. Yeah, I mean, the guy's <laughs> he's 18 power play goals. The guy right now is on an entry-level contract. He's scoring 40 goals. Uh, I think you buy that dude every stick, every fucking – scoop of ice cream wants you buy it for him because he's so cap friendly right now dude all you want to do is get that kid back like it's not like re-sign that fucking kid so make him like i mean whatever you gotta do sign sign him get him i mean jesus christ that's fucking crazy a new stick every power play shift i I feel like i i mean sometimes i kind of like shit a little a little broken in you know but that's fucking, it's just crazy, man. And, like, I mean, obviously endorsements and stuff like that. But this also could explain the fact that he doesn't shave. Maybe he doesn't have money for the Dollar Shave Club because he's just spending all of his money, like, on whatever fucking twigs that he's using. It kind of makes sense. Like, two plus two is four. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. That beard's disgusting. I think him and Perot must have, like, something going because they both... Has Perot shaved yet? I feel like I remember him having a big-ass beard and long-ass hair now. He's definitely got the long hair. I don't know if he's got the beard. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're in the NHL and they're fucking all-stars, so they're going to fucking wheel whatever they want. They walk into a place, they fucking literally point at somebody, and it's like, all right, well, don't really have to try that hard. All right. (coughs) (laughs) Moving on. Seattle, we're thinking they're getting a hockey team. Uh, 10,000 season ticket deposits. Uh, in twelve in twelve minutes, they got twenty five thousand deposits in the first hour, and NHL Seattle had to cap it at thirty three thousand deposits two days later. These people want their hockey. Uh, we got a blogger over there in Seattle. He's pumped about it. He just put up a blog. If you guys read that, it's a fucking great read. Um, I, I we've talked about this in the past. I'm just pumped because I think you're finally gonna kind of see a Vancouver Seattle rivalry, which is something that we really haven't seen in a while. I mean, Vancouver's biggest rival. This may sound dumb because I'm not a big Western Conference guy. I mean, probably, like, the the Flames. But the biggest one in my eyes probably back when they played the Bruins in the Cup. Like, that was, like, a legitimate rivalry, and it was only, like, seven fucking games. Now, hopefully, they're going to be playing Seattle all the goddamn time. Uh, I'm pumped about this. Uh, Jake, you wrote a blog about the names of of the Seattle teams, right? Yeah, man. All right, so what, what do you have on this? Um excited i think that they because i think i remember seeing that they get the same exact expansion draft rules that vegas got great so if they can get the same amount of talent from this draft pool i think that it's gonna be i don't know if it'll even be a rivalry they might just kick the shit out of vancouver for the next five or six years yeah um getting that many season ticket sales that they have to fucking cap it 
it's insane. There's no reason that, like, like, I've never seen that, but shit. I think that's kind of what happens when you have, like, one city and they've just been stuck with the Seattle Mariners and, like, the only thing that they can really remember is fucking Ken Griffey Jr. and how long ago is that. So they, they got to get excited about something. Uh, Cooner, Seattle, what do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a big part of this is, like, you, the GM or potential GM or whatever the fuck you want to look at, owner, I think they need to really give a stick tap and maybe yes, because I don't think that that city goes as gung ho over it as as much as right or am I am I wrong like they like this the ticket sales all that shit happened like through part way through this season right like this just kind of yeah this just kind of happened okay okay yeah that's what I thought I just wanted to make sure before I go fucking saying something that I'm not an idiot but like do you do you guys think like or I'm like Am I off here that like if Vegas wasn't doing as good, there wouldn't be as much hype around an expansion team? Or do you think like Seattle's kind of like, yo, like boom, first first year we can be relevant, we can be like passionate fans, we don't have to sit back and watch teams fucking win, you know, nineteen games like that. Like I think like Vegas now has like unfortunately, I I actually do think it's unfortunate because like no one's gonna come in and do as good as they did. No, I I don't I really don't like this is. This is something that's, like, not really, you know, ever been seen like that. Like, they broke the record for, like, wins, like, fucking, like, way back. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, it's it, Vegas doing what they've done has, has really kind of paved the way for, for new expansion teams. I think it's awesome, too, because all it does is grow the game of hockey, man. Like, all we want to do is keep, like, growing our brand, growing our sport to try and catch up with NFL MLB, NBA, like we don't want to be that like organization that falls by the wayside in this country because if we do, then guess what? Our Olympic teams start to struggle more, uh, like just shit like that. So the more we can promote hockey within this, the better. And like the West Coast is an absolute, like it's a brewing hotbed of hockey. It is like, so I don't know, good on them. And I think like you guys said with the Vancouver rivalry, like it'd be nice to see them kind of be able to have a little bit of a rivalry. Like they don't really with Calgary right now, which they should, didn't they? Did Vancouver and Calgary play in the playoffs a couple years ago? And I feel like there was like a couple like bench like like um, line brawls and shit. So it'd kind of be nice to see something like that kind of spark back up. You made, you made a good point there about the Vegas thing. Like I didn't really think of it that way. Maybe people are just kind of pumped up. They see a new expansion team come in and they're like, "Oh shit, that could be us." I'm not entirely sure. I uh, it's great for the game. I I hope they kind of cap this at some point because they're just gonna keep taking my players. And like I'm not really a big fan of that. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's pretty fucking sweet that they're doing it. The Seattle's finally going to have a team that they can look forward to. Having said that, Seattle's got the Vancouver thing. This is kind of a little bit off topic. So Seattle, Vancouver, I would think would be instant rivals. Is anybody ever going to be like that Las Vegas rival? Like would the Arizona Coyotes have to be good in order to be like some sort of rival of Las Vegas? Or is it like literally every team's a rival because they all get buckled and they go out and they play fucking... Oscar Lindbergh and William Carlson, who are probably drinking Spark Energy drinks on the bench. Like, I I, I, I don't know. Could go either way. I think that's pretty fucking cool, though. Um, and then lastly, this is so fucking stupid. NBCSN is having uh, Pierre Maguire in between the glass with different people. They've had Joey Logano, uh, Philadelphia Eagles linebacker Michael Kendricks, and they just had Susan Sarandon on uh, for the Rangers game, who was literally orgasming every single time the Rangers touched the puck. It was just constant, oh, 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 like pretty much throughout the entire thing. I bet Pierre Maguire was so uncomfortable. They're, that guy, that he, they put him in a cage with an animal, and he had no idea what to do. Um, I think the idea is kind of sick. It, like, if you can get the right people in there, they've just literally picked, like, what I would think is three duds that, like, that didn't really know what the fuck was going on. And on top of that, you have Pierre Maguire, at least with the, uh, who was it, what was his name, Michael... Michael Kendricks was comparing literally everything to a football metaphor. And it's like, dude, fucking just drop your shit. I think they're trying to get more people involved in hockey. I think that's cool. You need to pick fucking cooler people. You need to pick people who are actually engaged that know a little bit about the game. Not some like 65 year old who's orgasming, not some football player who's never seen anything and not some guy who makes a living turning left four times. What do you have with this? You hit the nail on the head, man. I hate it. It was what the first time that I saw it was the, the Michael Kendricks thing. Did, was Joey Logano on before that? I think so, yeah. Okay, so I saw the Kendricks thing and the Sarandon thing, and it was absolutely miserable. It was like, awful. I, was, I, I muted the fucking game. 
Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. Michael Kendricks was just asking questions like every two seconds. <laughs> Sarandon as you just orgasming for an entire 20 minute period. It was fucking crazy. Like they would ask her a question and after she like just came down from a climax, she would be like, oh yeah, I, let, I gave Marc Messier my, uh, my Oscar one time. And everybody's like, who fucking cares? What are you talking about? I mean, we got a three-on-two right now. Somebody's not back-checking at all. But at least you gave Mark Messier your Oscar one time. I'm sure he probably used it as a jizz rag or something. <laughs> Jesus. That Oscar oh, seen some I, shit. I just wish that they would, like, get some, like, more interesting people. I think it'd be kind of cool if they, like, maybe did some, like, old NHL veterans between the glass, kind of. Like, maybe if, like, they had, like, a... <laughs> Like a like a team, I don't know. This is gonna sound wrong. I just don't know. Like a team hero night where like the Rangers had like Messier, and then like you know like the Oilers got Gretzky between the glass. Like I don't know how like they're still like wet blankets is, though, I think, dude. I think I think you kind of need to go for more of like the fucking crazy people. So like the Rangers would have like an Essa Tikkanen or like a Sean Avery in between the glass, something like that. Like guys that are actually like. Like, voice their opinion, not somebody who's just going to give you, like, the, the standard, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty good, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, like, I think you need somebody with a personality in there. I have a list of three people I would like to see between the glass. <laughs> Let's I go. have Nick, Man- Nick, Nick Manning. The porn star? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> just dropping loads he, he on NBCSN. He's basically won Oscars, right? <laughs> uh, Kid Rock would be great. Dude, it would be great, but can you imagine the backlash NHL would get if they put the American badass that, like, everybody claims is a racist, like, on fucking national TV? That probably wouldn't go that well. I would love to see it, personally. I think that'd be unreal. But, like, just imagine him, like, like a Wings game. He's just got a Kid Rock Wings jersey on, like, the last, like, kid nameplate, just, like, stand between the glass. It'd be fucking hilarious. Pierre would shit his pants then, uh, if he started singing like "Ba with a ba." After like Pierre would ask him a question, he'd be like "Ba with a ba to bang," and then Pierre would probably start crying. I'd love uh, to see too, like Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. <laughs> to like get up and like take two water bottles and like smash them together or something, and, and then hit Pierre with a stunner. Oh god, that'd be yeah. That'd actually sick. be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be. That would make it all worth it. Fuck yeah, dude! That yeah, that was a good list, Connor. We should write for the NHL, for Christ's sake. Probably. I, we would get in a lot of trouble, but for like people like us, it would be fucking very entertaining. We'd get views. 100%. Fucking lady. I don't even know her name. I don't even care about Susan her. Sarandon, Jesus dude. Christ. I mean, she was a big part of the Jimmy VC, like, come to New York thing. She, like, tweeted at him. I think that's kind of why they brought her in, but, yeah, that worked out. If you came to the Rangers because of that lady, um... We've got some problems. Yeah, dude. If Bull Durham's your favorite movie, take a fucking lap, dude. All right. Uh, now we are going to move on to our Twitter questions. Play the music, Drake. Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thanks, Drake. Appreciate it. We got two of them on here. One guy wants us to talk about Mitch Marner. He has 120 points and 148 games played. He said this kid is going to be insane. Mitch Marner's a hell of a fucking player. And the coolest thing about Mitch Marner is if you looked at him, you would think that he was not a hockey player. Like, you would think that he, fuck, I don't know, probably was, like, making Big Macs and McDonald's or, like, some, like, little weasel. Like, you want to think that he was, like, an extremely talented hockey player. What do you guys got out on Marner? Got it, Um, all right, so I have mixed emotions about him because, like, he, I don't know, he's kind of, like, I think he deserves this. I'll give him a fair shake. Uh, I, I love watching him play. He, he's like, honestly, and I, I really think he's one of the most exciting, like, young players in the NA. But I, I do think he needs to grow a little bit with his, like, consistency. You know what I mean? Because, like, some games I'll watch and I'm like, oh, where the fuck was he? And then other games you're like, holy shit, this kid's, like, a playmaker, man. Like, I, I think that, like, new wave of young players are so creative with the puck. Like him and like Barzell for the Islanders, they're so much fun to watch when they're on because they 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 make plays and, and the things that they create in their mind on the ice is 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 just unbelievable. They're great with like space and putting pucks into space. That's one thing I really like about Marner is like he's he's really good putting pucks into space for his teammates, which is kind of like something you don't really like think about or watch. But I mean, that many points in that many games, you don't. I didn't really know that honestly. I didn't like look up his points or anything until you like you know we kind of discussed this today. Um, 
but the kid's a fucking stud. I just hope he can, you know, like keep growing. I hope that he doesn't like cap out at this. I hope, I hope that he stay. I'd like to see him become like an upper echelon player where he's like a point a game, and hopefully he'll be able to, you know, kind of, you know, with with time. But yeah. I don't know. The only thing is, is I know size doesn't matter per se in the NHL, but it does a little bit to an extent, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty good fucking crew around him. Mirth, what do you got? Um, as you're saying, he's got a damn good crew around him. So, I mean, I think if he keeps playing the way that he plays his game, and as Kuner said, if he can not cap himself, I think that he will be that uh, like upper echelon player. I think he definitely has the potential. And especially if he's sticking around in Toronto with all those guys, all those young guys, they're all just going to keep pushing each other to get better. Um, that's about it, man. I think he's he's going to be really good. Yeah, you brought a good point. I think all those young guys there, like they push themselves. Like normally you have like one young guy and like a bunch of team. They got a bunch of them, and none of them really want to be the shittiest one. And it seems like they're good kids. Like they all hang out and stuff. They're they have quite the core growing in Toronto. So that was a good point. Um, <clears throat> and we have another. This is a New York Ranger question. Another guy wanted us to touch on Kovalchuk to the New York Ranger rumors. The potential of uh, fuck, Grigoriev, the race for the Calder. Um. All right. So Kovalchuk to the Rangers rumors. I can see it happening. Uh, I only say that because like it's been reported that that's like one of the only teams he wants to go to. I would like to see a line with him, uh, Buchnevich and uh, Nemestikov. That'd be kind of cool. Like an all Russian line would be kind of dope. Um, and the Rangers, they're gonna have a bunch of cap space. If they're doing this rebuild right, they should have a bunch of cap space left over. You sign for two years, you develop some people. Uh, people are like, oh, he's he's terrible because he left. But then Marty Berdur came out and said that he was one of the best teammates he's ever had. I thought that was cool. The Grigoriev thing. Um, he's been playing fucking really good, man. And it's crazy because we, we have a Russian goalie over playing for Scott. And like, that's been like the, you know, the guy waiting until Henrik Lundqvist is done. But this Grigoriev kid, he can kick, man. He's a big goalie. Uh, he definitely gained some points with me the other night when there was a lot of pressure on it. Instead of doing anything, just kicked the net off. It's a classic beer league goalie move. Uh, I love that. You don't normally see that in the NHL. So I thought that was fucking a plus. Um, so that's kind of what I got on that. I'll wait for you guys to tell me about your Calder stuff. But, uh, Cooner, what do you got on the Rangers? I know you're a Rangers guy. Uh, do you like this? Do you not like it? What's going on? Um, okay. So first wind I got on this was a little while ago. My first initial thought was, Jesus Christ, Rick Nash, please no. You know, <laughs> I like a very well known for bringing in older-ish guys paying them a lot of money and then they don't produce. Or they do somewhat and then they just fall off. Uh, so I guess fuck it. Stick with the trend. Uh, <laughs> I hope they I hope they get them. I wouldn't mind it. Like you said, like, I think this is, this is why I would be cool with them getting him. In a rebuild, you still need, like, veteran players. You still need good players, like, that, that can be some form of, like, leadership. You still need to make the cap floor. Mm-hmm. So... Why not have have him? Um, like, if we were like trying to maybe like run or something, I don't really know if I would be that you know keen on signing him. To be honest, because mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of it is fifty fifty. But so what? What if he, if he comes next year and he puts up fifty five pool with that? I don't even care if we pay him six and a half million. Like that, it sucks. But I mean, we're gonna have the money to do it, so why not? And you imagine like you're you're a young Rangers player and you're like made a goal scorer the Rangers got and like and and Kovalchuk comes over fuck sign him just to teach our guys something for, for, you know yeah um establish winning habits what's that like develop winning habits you're going to be losing a lot of games you want somebody there who like gives a fuck and if he wants to be for with the Rangers you know what I mean and the Marty Verder saying he's a great teammate I thought that was cool and we, we touched on this earlier with the Rick Nash not really having passion you can never ever say that about Ilya Kovalchuk. That guy's a psychopath when it's when it comes to like being competitive. So, I agree. Yeah, I just think I, I think you know it's worth it's worth a shot. We don't have anything to lose, any you know everything to gain. I kind of have hopes, you know, that like the Rangers kind of hit a quick reset button, and then you know they're not going to win the cup next year. But I wouldn't mind seeing them make the playoffs just to get the guys, you know, younger players a little bit of play, like drive that itch to kind of get back there the following year. So I think he could help. Um, as for uh, Gregoriev, 
I think he, he definitely looks above average, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that the Rangers' defense right now, like, they don't help him at all, you know. <laughs> I mean, the Rangers right now are giving up too many shots. But, but at the same time, you know, good. Like, we got that goalie, the other goalie playing for, you know, Ska in the KHL. It's kind of like, man, I feel like the Rangers are, are doing a good job at grooming backup goalies and then fucking, like, not to be a dick, but trade them, send them. Yeah. I, I hope they fucking play this kid for the rest of the year and he puts up good numbers and maybe he does that next year or he's in, you know, like Ranta gone. Can't tell, but we fucking like, you know, so who knows? I think that is definitely, and or he becomes our backup goalie or starting goalie. Who knows? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I don't mind him. I like it. Uh, I, I'd like to see how he does like with a, like a, a better decor. So I guess that's kind of yet to come obviously, but. What do you got with the Calder? Go ahead, bud. Oh, Calder. Okay. Um, my pick for Calder right now is absolutely Matthew Barzal. Mm-hmm. Kid is nails. He's lighting it up on the West Coast. Or, sorry, not on the West Coast. He's just lighting it up. Um, I don't really know who else I would put in that spot to win the Calder behind him. Uh, there's a couple of really good rookies this year, but I think Barzal is... Yeah, he just he just like passed like Patrick Kane's like rookie goal scoring record or something like that. I think Besser had a shot before he broke his back, but I think it's kind of clear that it's his to win, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I that's can't. that's yeah. I was just I was just gonna say when I when I told you go ahead, I wanted to see what you had to say because I was gonna go with Barzal as well. He's so much like I was talking about earlier. He's so much fun to watch, and um, I, th- I think you always tip your cap. I mean no matter what, to a center. Like, a center gets that little extra nudge in the in the race, but, like, he, he gets it, you know? It's, it's when they talk about, like, best players. Like, the center kind of gets that bump because, because of their responsibility, you know? So, I mean, Jesus Christ, that kid's so much fun to watch. Besser was, you know, like you, you said, in the hunt until he fucked up his back. It would have been kind of nice to see those two kind of go down to the wire a little bit. But, um... Yeah, I, ho- I hope Barzal wins it. He, he sure as hell earns it, and it's kind of it's kind of neat to see him too because I th- I I think he was like last year like on the verge of making the team. Same thing with the year before, and I and I actually like to see that a team kind of I know it's a little off topic, but like kind of like let a kid groom himself, you know, in major junior and shit instead of just like bringing him up when he might not be ready, but the Islanders could use him type of thing. You know, it's good that they let him mature and like let him grow into like I mean he's a stud his rookie year, so they you know good job on the Islanders for once. I would agree with that. Um, we have another Twitter question. It's a Bruins unsung hero of the year, but Hal's not here. So I'm sorry, man. If you want to blame somebody, tweet at Hal and tell him he's a dickhead. So we're just going to move on from that question. Um, now we're going to do the Patty B hotline. Patty B, take it away. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, so we got two voicemails from Pat. Here's the first one. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty B. Hope you guys had a fun St. Patty's Day weekend. All right, I got two questions for you relating to Buffalo Sabres. I've been going to a lot of their games, obviously. All right, number one. Obviously. Don't you think the battle between Elizabeth Way is an underrated rivalry? What's the game and literally for every three six, and I'm three Maple Leafs fans, there was one Sabre fan. Pretty crazy. And then number two, what do you think about how the Worst team in the NHL is actually doing good against the best teams in the NHL right now. Atlanta and the best, worst team in the same All right, I'll hang up. Talk to you guys later. Peace. All right, so the first question was about the Battle of Queen Elizabeth Way. Patty, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a fucking clue what that is, so I don't really know if it's an underrated rivalry because I've never heard of it. What do you guys have on that one? Uh, well, <laughs> what did he call Queen Elizabeth Way. Yeah, I, I think it's essentially just the Sabres and the Leafs, right? Sabres and Leafs, it goes from Buffalo to Toronto, but I didn't know that was like a... Oh, it's Highway 420? The Leafs and the Sabres, yeah, big rivalry. <laughs> right. I have all-dressed chips in that shithole. Yeah, all right, Patty, so that answered the question. Nobody even knew what that was. Uh, and then the second, the second question, all the bad teams are doing good against good teams right now. I mean, I think you're kind of right. The Rangers are kind of going on a, uh, a cu- they're winning some games. I don't know how Arizona's doing. The Sabers kind of suck. It is kind of weird. The season's dwindling down. I think teams, 
kind of know where they're going to be. There's teams that have a lot more pressure on them than other teams. I think that probably has something to do with it. The fact that like teams battling to make the playoffs are like super just tight. And then the people who already kind of know they're out, they're just kind of going out there having fun. What do you have on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're right. There are definitely some teams that seem to be putting it together right now, but it doesn't, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference because the teams that are that bad might be winning a couple games, but they're not, it's not going to change anything. If anything, they're fucking up because they're not just sticking with the tank. Yeah, AKA they're Rangers. raise their uh, draft spot. Yeah. That, that's kind of what we're going through uh, currently. Um, Cooner, what do you got? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll touch. I'll touch on. Well, yeah, I'll touch on the Rangers a little later. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the teams that are like top of the league that aren't playing well. Like that shit happens. Um, it's about. I'm just saying about 13, you know, 10, 12 games left in the season. So it's kind of like fuck. Right now, it's kind of like, I guess, get it out of your fucking system. You know. Um, so, some teams are dealing with injuries and, and, and it, like, it is the end of the year. So, you know, some, some teams might be kind of like cutting ice time on other guys and shit like that. So you can't really like judge the end of the year too much, especially with like the upper end of the spectrum teams, like Tampa and shit like that. I know like Boston lost to Florida the other night, like three nothing or something got shut out. I think it's just. That's, that's hockey, man. You know, I, the only reason we say something about it is because it's towards the end of the year and the playoffs are coming, so we, like, overanalyze everything. Like, oh, they're going to be just shitty in the playoffs because they lost to the Coyotes tonight. No, that's just hockey. There's 82 games in the season. That shit happens. So I think I think we kind of need to, like, pump the brakes on that a little bit. I know it is definitely something to, like, look at because it's kind of like who gets hot when. You know, like the Kings, when they're in eight seed, they went and won the Cup. So it's like that's kind of important. But I don't know. I don't think it's as big of a deal as we, you know, really need to make it. Yeah, it's not a big deal, Pat. Quit freaking out. Uh, Pat's got two more <laughs> questions, though, so here are the two other questions. Hey, morning, Skate Pat to BRN. I got a couple other questions. All right, number one, how do you think about the Devils doing the season right now? They're young, they're fast, and they got a good look to them, hoping for a good postseason run. All right, number two, any good matchups you're hoping to see this upcoming playoffs? All right, thanks, guys. Later. Those are kind of good questions. The Devils are kind of a low-key team that, you know, are, they're still battling for a playoff spot. Taylor Hall's point streak is over. Thank God. I'm just getting sick and tired about hearing about that. Um, I like their makeup, though. They got a bunch of really young kids. They finally got a bonus. I mean, I would call Taylor Hall a superstar. If he was on the Rangers, I'd be pretty pumped about it. That guy, guy can wheel. Corey Schneider's good. They got to get rid of the backup fucking goalie with emojis. I'm I'm at my last nerve with that guy. That guy's a fucking I was loser. waiting for that. Brutal, yeah, but they they brought I was for that too. they they brought in Boiler, which I think Boiler's a great locker room guy. I really, really do like the makeup. They got a lot of really good young defensemen who are pretty good. Andy Green's still a great player. I don't know if they're legitimate cup contenders, but I could totally see the Devils surprising a team in the playoffs, and I would not be shocked about it. Um, potential playoff matchups. I really, really, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would like to see Boston and Tampa at some point. I think a seven-game series with those guys would be fucking unreal. I'd like to see a Penguins-Flyers matchup just because, I mean, yeah, the Penguins are probably going to win, but they they go to battle. Like, they go to war when they play each other. I think that'd be legit. Um, I would like to see the Winnipeg Jets play the Minnesota Wild just so I can see Dustin Bufflin kick the shit out of Eric Stahl. <laughs> and uh, those are kind of my my matchups, I suppose. I mean, another one would be uh, Predators and the Ducks because I feel like they both have, like, little man syndrome, and they're just, like, they won't give an inch. So I think that'd be a war, too. So those are those are the ones that I hope to see at some point. What do you guys have? I'll send it on this one. Oh, no. You know what? I will defer. Go ahead. Go <laughs> um, Take it. So, well, we were talking about the Devils there. They, oh, God. I don't know. It'd be cool-ish to see them do good just because it's like, it's been a while. Um, I think this is like a realistic take if they make the playoffs. That's that's the first thing. Step mm-hmm. one, make the playoffs. Um, if they do, I can only see them getting out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's it. If if they go anywhere. Would I bet money on them winning a, a, a round in the playoffs? No. But it's fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't I don't really want to bet money on fucking anything, to be honest with you. Um, they don't have any offensive firepower other than fucking um, 
Paul. I know it's like all defense wins fucking cups and championships, but like you still have to fucking put the puck in that, especially in, in the NHL today. Um, like their third leading scorer is like Patrick Maroon. He's got like he doesn't even have forty points. So like that's not good. Dude, Grabner sucks um, with them too, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just I see people like bitching about that, and I'm just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, as for playoff matchups, yeah, you kind of. Fucking stole the show with all of them. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. I would. No, you're fine, dude. Like that's your job. Uh, I I can't wait to see Pittsburgh and Philly. They fucking better play each other. Do you remember that playoff series where it was just like eight to four game and then like a seven to three game or something like back to back games or something like that? Couple it was line just a brawls. Fucking war. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I need that. I fucking need that, dude. That'd be so much fucking fun. And then um, I'm kind of looking at it right now. I wouldn't mind, like, Florida and Tampa, like, playing against each other in, like, the first round if that, like, could happen. That'd be kind of cool. I don't really think it's a giant rivalry, but, I don't know, something's got to fucking give there between two, like, teams in the same state. I think that's, like, automatic, no matter, like, if there's history or not. Like, you still got to get up for that. Um, I think that in the West, I think the Sharks and Kings will be fun if they end up squaring up against each other. I think that could be kind of neat, especially with, like, Bad boy Evander Kane getting in there, greasing them a little bit with the Kings. The Kings are kind of tough. They got a couple, like, fucking kind of nails, guys. So that'd be cool to see. Um, I guess I will throw, like, what I would like to see in the Stanley Cup final. I'd like to see the Bruins play the Predators. I think that'd be fun. Just for, for what I'd like to see. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think that'd be fun. Just kind of. Bruins are that they're kind of that tough East Coast team, you know, and then. The Preds are fucking kind of, like you said, that little man syndrome. They kind of got a little bite to them, too, so. I agree with that. Jake, so what I do think, you got? I think, both of you guys, I think both of you guys sort of already covered all of the <laughs> Devils. Yeah, just, that's enough on the Devils. The fuck <laughs> the Devils. They should get rid of, uh, what's his name, Kincaid, the Emoji King. He sucks, dude. He should just be shot into the fucking sun. Icarus. <laughs> but... For playoff matchups, they both said Pens Flyers, and of course, as the as a Pens fan, I love those fucking series, but they take years off of my life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna love it when it's happening, and then once it goes, once it's like game seven overtime, and it's like six to six game, there's five people in the fucking box for kicking shit out of each other. So. But then Riley Shahan scores. <laughs> Shane's gonna uh, gonna score a game winner. <laughs> Matt matches goal totals from last year. They always yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, Patty B kind of brought the heat with the questions this week. We really appreciate that. If you guys want to uh, send in your questions, five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. That's five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. Let us know what you want to hear. We do enjoy that it's a Patty B hotline, but if we could get some other people calling in, that would be good as well. Uh, moving yeah, on. Shout out Petty B, though, man. Yeah, he brought... I feel bad for him. Us ripping on the Leafs and Sabres thing. It's the Sabres' fucking fault. It's not your fault, Petty B. The Sabres suck. Yeah. If they were better, it'd make it a lot more interesting. So that's on us for not being pumped about that rivalry. Fair enough, dude. Um, we're going to move on. Thank you, Pat. Dom Morris, Heroes and Zeros. Dom, let us know. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros time. Who wants to do their Heroes or Zeros first? Any of you guys, you want me to do a fucking wheel? Wheel. All right, so I'm going to do my Zero of the Week. My Zero of the Week goes to the Carolina Hurricanes. They did a GM stir- uh, Wow, a GM search. Uh, it was stalled because of lowball offers. The reported salary to become the Hurricanes' GM is $400,000. You just fired fucking Ron Francis, Ron Francis, a legend of the game, and now you're going to go out and be like, oh, yeah, we only have four hundred grand to give you? Fuck you guys. You guys are terrible. This is why the Hurricanes are irrelevant. Having said that, my Twitter is at JimmyTheCad, and you can also contact us at uh, Morning underscore Skate. I would love to really be a part of that uh, organization and really take you to the promised land. So my zero of the week goes to the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. What, who, what, who do you guys have for zeros? I got to do it to you, Patty B. I'm sorry. My zero is the Sabres. Okay. They've officially been eliminated from playoff contention. There's no way for them to get in. So, sorry, Patty B. 
Fair enough. Sorry, I, I actually think the Sabers were eliminated after the, like the first five minutes of their first game. Yeah, it was like last year they got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Kuna, who do you got? Did you zero? Oh God! All right, I never thought I would see the day where I had to fucking look at this way with hockey, like the fucking Philadelphia 76ers, But the Rangers are my zero right now. Stop! Like <laughs> I was looking at their shit, dude. They fucking. The past nine games since the deadline, they've taken 12 out of 18 points. That's way too many. Yeah, way too many. <laughs> About 12 too many. Fuck. Like, yeah, man. Like, they've gotten points in seven out of the last nine games. Like, I, I want a decent draft pick. Just fuck up already. Like, I – but the thing is, like, I'll, I'll pump the brakes a little bit. I'm getting too fired up on that. But Chris Kreider did say – like, I was – really fucking respected him when he said this. He was like, we're professional athletes. We're still going to go out. And like, I liked that, but I was like, Chris, but you can get like a good guy to play with next year. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. So, Rangers, slow the fuck down. Like, let me hate you for like the rest of the season already. My thing with Rangers, dude, either win or lose. I don't want one point. These, these like fucking overtime shootout losses are going to fuck us. Come draft time. I'm telling you right now, dude. We're, we're going to fucking miss a top three pick because somebody decided, oh, hey, let's fucking let's get this game into overtime. What are you doing, dude? Go home. Go home early. Have a fucking steak. You guys make millions of dollars. Hang out. Fucking, you know, what? what's that new game the kids are playing? Fortnite? Throw on Fortnite, dude. You guys can compete there. When he shows up to the rink, fucking stop. When Away from the rink, do whatever the fuck you want. Right now, dude, we need to lose. So I agree with you there. Uh, my hero of the week. Goes to Clarkson. Uh, Clarkson made the Sweet 16 after coming uh, come from behind win 4-1. They were losing to uh, Harvard in the third period. We're upstate New York guys, or at least I am. I love seeing when Clarkson's good. Uh, I have a good friend of mine played at Clarkson. I was just uh, talking to him about it before it started. They just lost their last game, but it was kind of another come from behind, come from behind, and they played great. Um, Clarkson may make a run, and I think that's fucking great, especially for New Yorkers. So, Clarkson, you are my hero of the week. What do you guys think? Yeah, I hope, dude, I, I, I hope they do, man. I grew up playing with um, this kid, Mike Zalewski, and his older brother, Steve, was on Clarkson. And I'm pretty sure it was when they had – they had a pretty good run, like, a while back, right? Yeah. They make – like, I'm trying to be really good. when it was, but I, I remember, like, his, his older brother was on the team, so it was like we were all, like, really into it and shit. I'm pretty sure it was – Honestly, it was when Legio was on the team too. Didn't Legio play there? Yeah, Legio, Legio played. I, I I'm pretty sure Legio was my buddy's roommate. Yeah, so like, like I remember. I, I feel like I'm right. I could be wrong, but I, I know the kid's brother played when we were little, and we we went and like did like a tour of the rink and shit. And it's just like it's a good like Northern New York feeling up there. And I hope fuck they that'd be kind of big for them. So shout out to them. That's awesome. Yeah, quick, a quick, quick story though. I'm not going to tell the whole thing because I want to get people in trouble, but back when he played at Clarkson, I didn't say his name either. So whatever. Uh, they did a thing where if they wanted to go golfing, like in the middle of the winter, they would just walk into random parties and they would play a hole where they would get their driver out. They put the ball down and just fucking fire it into random parties. And like they, they would like walk into rooms with like people hooking up and they would, they'd be like, what are you doing? We're playing through. And then they fucking hit a chip shot and shit. Like, these guys were fucking savages back in the day. So, I'm a big Clarkson guy. I'm really hoping that they fucking they make a run here. I think that would be great. Uh, what do you guys have for your Heroes of the Week? All right. Well, okay. uh, you go, sir. All right, man. My Hero of the Week is the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team. Okay. Defeated Canada 2-1 in overtime. Love being in the Canucks. Took the gold home. Uh, this is... Uh, Another year of Olympics that we can be happy about because Canada, zero medals in hockey. So shout out. Declan Farmer was the guy that scored the OT winner. What a fucking name. That's a That's hockey a name. Yeah, man. Declan Farmer. <laughs> Declan, uh, Declan Farmer Fox, dude. Declan Farmer. Uh, That's good. That's great to hear, man. Uh, any USA hockey's good. I watch their games occasionally, man. Those guys are still so fucking talented. Like, I, I, I think in my mind, like, hey, I wonder if I can make that team. And then I kind of look, and, like, I can only do three dips at the gym, and I'm like, not a fucking shot. Like, these guys are still unreal athletes. Uh, sh- That's cool. Shout out to them. I love that they're fucking bringing it home. I think we got a hookup with one of the guys on the USA team, so maybe we can get him on here and talk about that. But that's good here of the week. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be big. Cooner, what do you got? Um... 
All right. Well, that was kind of I was going with that too. So I guess I'll try and think of what. Um, it's all good. I think pretty sure I saw a video of Stone Cold Steve Austin stunnering uh, Vince McMahon this week. So <laughs> I guess that's my fucking hero. I don't know, man. <laughs> Austin three sixteen. Austin three sixteen. You're here. I don't mind that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, me and my buddy at work, we wore Austin three sixteen T-shirts on three sixteen, and people had no idea what was going on. Like, what is this? <clears throat> we 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 put up the network on like the big TV and the bistro. And just kept playing his highlights over and over and over again. There were a lot of scared people come that day, so that's good. I like Stone Cold Steve Austin, dude. That's that's solid. Um, that was Don Morris Heroes and Zeros of the Week, and our last segment, Three Stars, is coming in right now. Play the music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. It's only fitting because it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Our three stars about what we like about St. Patrick's Day weekend. So we'll do our third star first. My third star, it's unhockey related. March Madness. Never been a big March Madness guy, but at my job right now, there's like four prizes where you can win like two grand, a trip to like a college football game. Like there's there's some good prizes. So I made my little bracket, and right now I'm like 23rd out of 200. I'm getting behind it. Uh, DJ Zumi was a West Virginia guy. So cheers, beers, Mountaineers, Press Virginia, Bob Huggins. I'm loving that shit. They're still involved. So I think it's kind of cool St. Patrick's Day weekend. If you're hungover, you toss on some March Madness. That's kind of what you watch. Uh, what do you guys have for your three stars or your third star? All right. So my third star, also on March Madness related, is betting on March Madness uh, basketball games because there is nothing better than sitting on the couch and drinking beers and losing bets. Uh, even if even if you're just like throwing on like five ten bucks. It makes every college basketball game that much better. So that's my first star. The cold sweats of betting through March Madness. I appreciate that. I, I just don't know how to bet them. If I did, I can see why it would be pretty entertaining. Like the Michigan game the other day, I'm sure that was probably like people were crying about. Um, <coughs> Cooner, third star. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll just keep the train going with the March Madness stuff too. Mine, um, I like watching it. I I get into college basketball a little bit just because Cuse is, like, kind of right in the area where I live. So um, I'm, I'm trying to, like, kind of become a little more broad spectrum with all the sports, like watch everything except soccer. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm i really into, like, the methodical thinking of the bracket, right? So <laughs> I, like, will stay up late at night. I stayed up – it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning when I was filling up brackets on my fucking phone. And I get this, like, weird thing in my head. Ken, you kind of know a little bit about, like, how weird I get where I think I know stuff. Yep. When we go, like, to the fucking track, and I think I, like, have this fucking scheme with the horse betting. Oh, yeah, that I, could, that, could, like, that gray was walking on his toes. He's for sure yeah. going <laughs> Yeah, and I know nothing about horse racing. Never grew up around it, nothing. But let me tell you what, when I come to Saratoga for a weekend, I'm a fucking ringer. Dude, you win $2, and you I'm act just... like you win the Stanley fucking Cup, dude. You're just out, hey, you boys want a beer? Yeah, Cooter. Oh, shit, I only have $2. But do you want to drink one with me? Yeah, all right. So, yeah, I guess I like the rain man that comes out with me when I start to try and, like, this is where I'm, like, like looking at their stats, checking out rebounds, checking out team players' heights, shit like that. So, yeah, that's a good third star. Be- beautiful mind, Cooner. Uh, my second star, the viral videos that come out. Every year you see some pretty fucking funny videos of St. Patrick's Day. It's just a bunch of like people just so fucked up not knowing, having a clue what's going on. I saw one today. It was epic. So this guy, this guy was getting, he was like in a verbal confrontation with his girlfriend and they were like yelling at each other. And like you can kind of see him like yelling at each other and then you just see the guy fucking just lose it. And he looks at her, turns to his right, takes off his hat, runs at like this wall with like a, a glass like a, what, what the I'm drawing a blank here. Is it just glass? Is that what people call it? A glass window. Like wow. A sliding, oh. sliding glass door. Like a glass, like a glass window into like the shop, like in this downtown city area. Takes off his hat and headbutts it as hard as he can. Glass doesn't break. He falls on the ground. He rolls around. He gets up. Goes to his girlfriend. Why can't you just listen to me? These viral videos that come out every single St. Patrick's Day. Like, this guy was so defeated, and all he wanted to do was hear his girlfriend listen to what he had to say. They took his head off, 
went over, scrambled some brains, got a concussion, got right back up, and he's like, this is what I'm going to do if you don't listen to me. Viral videos all day, second star. Yeah, uh, yeah that's nice. My second star is pretending that you like green beer. It's <laughs> a good one. There's absolutely no fucking reason to be drinking beer with, with food coloring in it. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make taste any better. Like wear your green on your goddamn clothes. Don't drink. Yeah, and you always have those people that are like, Oh my god, I like I love green beer. I'm so happy that there's green beer on St. Pat like, no you aren't, dude. Like stop fucking putting up a front. Like there's probably so many bad chemicals in this. You're probably gonna get cancer in eight years from drinking all this fucking green beer, and then you're gonna look at yourself and be like, Wow, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Fuck, fuck green beer. Cooner, second star. Um, I guess mine second star uh, is like, I just think it's so funny, like, how America adopts, like, everyone's, like, heritage one day of the year. Yeah. Like, we give a shit about Irish people one day of the year. We care about, oh, this is, fuck, don't hate me if there's anyone. But, like, Mexicans or, like, that Spanish heritage on Cinco de Mayo, like, yep. other than that. It's, it's so funny how, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, i got to get a green T-shirt. I'm fucking so Irish. I'm so Irish today. Like, really? <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to lie. I fucking put I put a green T-shirt on just so I didn't get bitched at by my mom. I, like, go out with my mom on St. Patrick's Day. I know if I wear, like, a red shirt and, like, a black hat, where the fuck's your green shirt? I mean, I have a little bit of Irish in my family, but it's not like we fucking eat corned beef and dummy Guinness all day. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's hilarious. Like, you see all these fucking people that are, like, so hardcore to their Irish heritage one day of the year. That's a good call, dude. The only reason I wear green on St. Patrick's Day is so you can go to Stewart's and get get a cup of ice cream for 50 cents. That's the only reason I wear green. Not a bad move. Not a bad move. That's a vet move. Um, That's gonna, I'm going to have to write that one down. Yeah. So my first star, uh, hockey tournament. So I play in a hockey tournament on St. Patrick's Day weekend. Normally I win. So it's like an entire day of playing hockey. And then you come back, you hang with the boys, you do a podcast. Like, it's not a bad Sunday. This week's going to suck because we have work and, like, real-world responsibilities. I'm not really looking forward to that. But for about eight hours of my day today, I got to shut it off, hang with the boys, do some hockey stuff. So three-on-three tournament, winning that, that was pretty fucking cool. That would be my first star of the week. That's a good one, man. I'm going in the complete opposite direction. Today, all I did was lay in bed and eat Chinese food in a row. Oh, so, that's beauty. <laughs> First star is being hungover all day mm. because alcohol takes a toll once you get a little bit older. Um, yeah, eating Chinese food in my robe was, was my first star. That's that's, pe- that's 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 what we like to call in this business peaking. Right there. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, General sews off my chest while I'm fucking <laughs> watching shitty TV shows all day. I feel like bedridden Chinese food is like the go-to on like. Post St. Patty's Day, so maybe like, like the Sunday after St. Patty's Day should be like the Chinese New Year or something. We should take a look into that and get that switched for America. I don't hate that. Some deals. Give, give me some. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, since, since we're bouncing in opposite directions, I will. I, I have kind of like one A, one B. Um, on that, when you're talking about the hungover robe laying around, that sounds phenomenal. Um. But I guess my 1A will go to me becoming an adult a little bit. Um, I, like, got home at, like, 5 o'clock last night, 5.30. Didn't get, you know, that nasty hangover this morning. Had some beers with my mom and my sister, my girlfriend, her mom and shit. Had a good time. Kind of did the adult life thing and mm-hmm. was responsible. Today didn't suck ass for me, which was cool. I didn't get any Chinese food, so I guess next year I might have to change it up. But That's my new go-to. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like the, the early early day, you know, early night type of move now. It's kind of working out now that I'm, like, 25. So, um, I guess 1B is we've been going out with my, like, girlfriend, her family, my family sort of, like, past couple years on St. Patty's Day, and her stepdad, like, we go and meet at, like, the, the Legion or, like, the VFW or whatever. Oh, that's sick. And, like, beers are, like, beers are, like, $2 yeah. <laughs> there. So shout out to the Legion and, you know, veterans of foreign war for keeping the prices down for, you know, the boys that serve. I appreciate that. And shout out to the troops. Shout, shout out to the troops, dude. That's a, that's a hell of a way to fucking end this show. Uh, those, those were our three stars this week. Again, Cooner, Jake, thank you for both coming on. Really appreciate it. Pretty decent podcast. A lot of interesting stuff that we had to talk about. If you got a little bit dumber, we apologize. 
Uh, we're just trying to have fun here. So, uh, thanks again. Any last words, fellas? Nope. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. Cooner? Good week. Ho- hopefully we can freaking roll this momentum into another solid week. Look, we need to start making up holidays or something because there's just a way better atmosphere whenever there's something going on. 100%. 100%. So, on that Rangers, note. Fucking loser. Stay classy, guys, and we will see you next week. I've seen a lot of sights and traveled many miles. Shook a thousand hands and seen my share of smiles. I've caused some great concern and told one too many lies. And now I see the world through these subtle jaded eyes. So what if I threw a party and all my friends are there? Acquaintances, relatives, the girls who never care. No, I'm a horse to ride these hooligans in a big light out the door. Stop my service, sister Barbara. She's Wells and Bobby are. Smash down. Oh,